We are here for another weekly short. Uh, would like to welcome our guest today, Phil Harwood. Good morning, Phil. Hi, Leslie. Good morning. And we are going to jump into um, what I feel is a pretty serious subject, um, contracts. Contracts are everything when it comes to the end of the day and how you're paid and if you're paid and if you're held accountable for things. Your contract, client contracts, let's talk about it. Yeah, so the blog post, thanks Leslie uh, for the intro. Uh, the blog post I wrote is is having to do with snow and ice contracts, but this this conversation applies to every contract. Indeed. And um, you're right, it is very serious because there's so much liability, especially in the snow world, but but even just in a normal course of business outside of that, whether it's a landscape contract or any kind of maintenance con service contract, there's your customer relationship and the expectations of the customer that, that are in play here. Yes. And it, it really has to do with your reputation and the viability of your business going forward. Um, and so kind of the big idea here with, with the blog post, I really encourage you to read it. It's a little bit of a longer post this week from me, but um, but there's some really good information in there. But kind of the big idea here is that, you know, people f frequently think that the only thing we can negotiate when it comes to, you know, estimating work and submitting proposals and working through that contract process is the price, which is not true. Because um, I know from yeah. experience, you can also negotiate and have conversations about everything else in the contract aside from price which includes some really important things like scope of work um, payment terms liability decision making all these things are very very important especially within the context of snow and ice but but even outside of snow and ice very important to to um, be pro be aggressive in having conversations and being prepared to make recommendations for changes for things other than price. Sure. I mean, isn't this your greatest opportunity to set expectations with your client? Yes, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, once those expectations are set, they might it might be something that you can change throughout the year, but a contract is going to hold everyone accountable to what was agreed upon if there is a question. I mean, how often do people work without a contract, Phil? Well, I think it happens uh, fairly frequently uh, for smaller contractors and smaller properties. Gotcha. Um, I, I think in the larger, you know, larger property management world, there's always a contract. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but there's, so there's kind of two different ways you can approach this. One way is to think about your own contract, the contract okay. that you're recommending your yes. client sign, because that would always be best if, if, your, if your client signed your contract. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. But even with that, you know, it's, it's really important to have a conversation with your client about what they're agreeing to, what that scope of work means, what the payment terms mean, and clarifying all the details about you know, where this, and I'm talking about snow here, snow context, where we're plowing snow, where the snow is ending up, if we're moving it, how are we dealing with all the little um, intricate detailed areas like canopies, drains, um, 
downspouts, uh, areas that are between cars, between parking blocks, uh, inside fenced areas. Um, and then there's the whole question of just what's happening between storms? You know, what's yeah. happening? Who's responsible for monitoring the property between storms? Who's making decisions about whether to mobilize or not? Um, are we are we pre-treating? Are we uh, so all those different things? And so what happens is, whether it's your own contract or your customer's contract, there's typically kind of a default scope of work that is just there, right? But inevitably, sure. it doesn't apply to every property, <laughs> and so and and people just kind of mindlessly they focus on the price. They're just in a hurry, and so they just fly through. And then all of a sudden we get into a period of time where we're delivering service and then people start questioning things and we start getting into arguments about scope of work and what who's responsible for what. And then it turns out, oh, well, this is not at all like what our contract says. Well, yeah. now, we're, now we're trying to do a big cleanup after the fact, and that's a mess. So, so I'm hearing you say that being specific within a contract, like having a lot of bullet points in there, is probably an important thing that would vary depending on what the job looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to modify the scope of work specifically for properties. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if we're looking at a customer's contract, it's even more important to clarify scope of work because... I mean, some of these scope of work documents are just crazy. I've seen lots of them that include things like um, your janitors must always be prepared to go outside and shovel. I'm like, what are you talking about, janitors? Like, we don't have janitors, and you know. It, so these these yes. scope of work documents yeah, yeah. are written for, you know, general. Like, yeah, right, they're, general. they're just they're not specific to any property. And then you have this property manager who you're dealing with as a client. They probably haven't read the scope of work that's in the contract you're signing. They have no idea what's in there. So let me ask a question, and this might, hopefully it's not a stupid one. Is there a way to, to do a both and with contracts? If your client has a contract they want you to sign, can you make that contingent upon your contract as well? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, typically, what I see is uh, it's not really a contingency in place, but okay. the the contractor's scope work is presented and attached to the customer's contract as an addendum. I see. Okay. And so at Better least word. it's at least it's there. It's the contractor saying, "Here's what we're doing. Here's the scope work that we're delivering." It doesn't match what's in your contract. You don't want to take the time to sit and negotiate it and, figure, and get it straight. At least we're communicating to you what our scope work is. Yeah. That, okay. I mean, so, expectations are so important on so right. many levels. And when is this really critically important, Phil? I mean, when, when are we really going to be looking back at this contract? Well, obviously when there's a, a claim. Okay. So when there's a lawsuit, slip and fall or, or some property damage or something. So, so then people lawyer up and they start, you know, going to their corners. And, you know, this could be months after the contract period ends or even 
year or two later. Yeah. As long as it's within the statute of limitations, so, people can bring a claim. I mean, you're looking at protecting not only you, your people, and your company, but you're looking to, to protect the client too. Yeah. And see here, another aspect to this that I want to mention is, you know, I think um, sometimes contractors are afraid to add too much to their agreement because uh, mm -hmm. they don't want to make it too long. I they see. want to keep it short and simple and sweet. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, but, you know, if it really needs to be four pages, you know, you really, you know, you can't get it to two without leaving out some really important language. Well, then it needs to be four pages. What I would not recommend is making the font, you know, six point font where someone needs yeah. a magnifying glass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's just irritating. And honestly, um, a lot of courts will just say, you know what, it's too tiny. No one can read it. So it, it none of it applies. Oh, wow. Gone. That would never have occurred to me. No yeah. Kidding. Just gone. Mm-hmm. It, no one would ever be expected to read that, so all that does not apply. Well, it sounds like it sounds like having some assistance in contract creation, um, whether it's something unique for each situation or if you have a, a basic contract, having someone help you put that together with all the particulars is pretty important. I mean, it's an expertise that not everybody has. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. I also think it's really important to have somebody in internal within your company who has, um, you know, who's looking at these contracts before they're signed, and is has the ability to to negotiate things that don't look right. Um, someone who has some knowledge and is working with outside counsel, gotcha. you know, and developing that expertise um, because I. I I don't think it's realistic to send every contract to your attorney. Someone within your company needs to take on that responsibility internally to have enough expertise to be able to look at a contract and say, you know what, there's there's a few things in here that are concerning to me. Yeah, totally. Well, this is this is super important. Like I said, it's super serious, but that's that's because at the end of the day, um, it can make make a big difference in terms of your year end and yes. getting paid and making sure that your your employees and your your company is safe, mm -hmm. um, that your clients are well taken care of. So, let's direct everybody to read the blog, um, and look at all the details then. And if if you have any questions, we've been trying to encourage feedback on these blogs because the more conversation we have surrounding these subjects, the, the more um, communal information we can gather so yeah that's a good point i would love to hear from you if you have questions or feedback on this blog yeah so thank you phil i very important i hope everyone enjoyed not just the podcast today but we'll go ahead and read the blog and um give us some feedback on what you're thinking and what's worked for you so thanks everybody have a great week and we'll see you again next week for another weekly short